gentlemen seven o'clock gonna saturday night and as usual that means it's time for the other podcast i'm your host robert stacy mccain and i'm not hello folks it's john hogue here the other guy on the other podcast and diana i see that you're connected i am i am although i confess that um i had a bit of an issue doing that okay um there is a cat (laughs) <laughs> oh no oh yes and he is feeling lively this evening <laughs> oh, well you know i had uh, cats that sometimes were uncooperative and uh, uh what we would do with that is we would play a game called kitty ball where you wad the kitty yep. you bowl the kitty i have no, bowled the kitty a lot you bounce the kitty off the wall on the other side of the room if it's a very naughty kitty but um <laughs> Well, uh, folks, you can find my good friend John Hogue's blogging at hogwash.com. Stacy has been known to blog at theothermccain.com and uh, post other stuff at nice places around the interwebs as well. And Diana actually has a blog post at dealyadvantage.com and advanced, dealyadvancement.com. And mm-hmm. we're going to talk about that a little later. We are. Show. Yes. What's the weather like down in beautiful Valdosta this week? Well, we have had gorgeous, very cold days. Today has been gloomy and damp and cold, but no rain. I really resent that when it's when it's damp, but it doesn't rain. I mean, I am. I love rain. You have no idea how I worship rain. I'm from California. So. <laughs> well, what is? Uh, uh, what do you mean by cold? What What counts as cold? Oh Lord! Oh Valdosta, Lord! Shut Georgia. up, California girl. I know. Okay. At this point, it actually did get to. It said it got to sixty today. I don't believe it because when I poked my nose out, there was a wind and it was damp. And I said, uh-uh. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Well, But uh, it got down to the 30s last uh, two nights ago. It, was, it got down to 39. And I said, oh, no. And then it got down to 38. And I said, uh-oh. <laughs> well, the high today in Buffalo, New York is oh. 31 degrees. They've had so much snow up there. Mm-hmm. We've had like six feet of snow in Buffalo, New York, so much so that they had to move Sunday's Buffalo Bills game <laughs> uh, to Indianapolis, where where uh, the Colts are, are having a, a bye week or they're on the road or whatever. So they're going to play the Buffalo Bills game in Indianapolis this week. Well, it's been an interesting weekend for football, Stacy. Oh, my God. We're never going to hear the end of it, folks. 
Because well, end of what, Stacy? Because today uh, Vanderbilt uh, defeated Florida. Uh, it was a home game in Nashville, and um, uh, this was the first time in uh, since 2013 uh, that Florida has lost to Vanderbilt. And it is the first time since 2008 that Vanderbilt has won two consecutive uh, SEC conference games. So, so uh, okay. Vanderbilt is is looking like a powerhouse. Uh, their we're still current t- we're record. Still, we're still tied for dead last. In, in the SEC with Auburn and Missouri. So yeah, but you, well, you're two and Well, five. Missouri Auburn. loves company, as they say. Auburn, yeah. Uh, well, anyways. I, but, I but meant the idea Missouri. That Auburn and Vanderbilt are in the bottom of the conference. Uh, but, yeah, uh, Vanderbilt is now five and six, and uh, uh, they're one game away from being in contention uh, mm. for uh, – uh, a, a not last for for a bowl game. Uh, if they were to win one more game, yeah, I'm, we're gonna, like we're going to beat Tennessee. It could well, happen. I mean, it, it I won't happen. mention it to my to certain friends of mine, but it could happen. Well, it hasn't happened for a while, but yes, it does happen mm-hmm. occasionally. But it's one thing to knock off number twenty four Kentucky. Number five Tennessee will be a, a well, that would, would be that, a stretch. Well, it's well, but it's, it's a it, home game. It, you it, got that home field advantage in and, Nashville. And, well, the last time we beat them was in Knoxville, actually. Oh, <laughs> yeah, and you that, have momentum. I believe yeah. in you. Come yeah, on, I, I believe in you. <laughs> I, 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 I don't think I'm taking bets on that game. Oh, I understand. Just leave it where it is. Oh my goodness! Yeah. What well, anyway, so so uh, in other. College football action uh, this weekend. Uh, number two, Ohio State is leading Maryland, uh, and that's at College Park, Maryland. Um, uh, yeah, it right now it's thirty-three to thirty, uh, with about three minutes left in the uh, in the uh, first half. Am I getting some kind of music? Coming off Somebody's my... sending some music, and it isn't okay, me. Okay, I think God. it's it was coming off of my uh, computer. I had not muted my computer. Uh, number twenty-five, Cincinnati romping over Temple, twenty-three to three at halftime. Uh, number thirteen, North Carolina leads Georgia Tech, seventeen to seven. Number nine, Clemson walked. Uh, Miami today, and that was at Clemson, 40 to 10. Uh, number 11, Penn State stomped Rutgers 55 to 10, uh, and that was in New Jersey. Uh, North Carolina State uh, lost today. North Carolina State was ranked 24th, and they lost to Louisville uh, 25 to 10. Uh, the number one ranked Georgia Bulldogs, uh, sixteen to six against uh, Kentucky, and that was at mm. Lexington. So uh, it's a road game. So Georgia struggled for some offensive production there. Um, 
Number three, Michigan barely beat Illinois 19-17. to uh, TCU, ranked number currently ranked number fourth. They may be in the playoff picture. Uh, number four, TCU, undefeated, 11-0, defeated Baylor 29-28. So they mm. squeaked past there. And speaking of squeaking past, the number eight ranked Alabama Crimson Tide, uh, 34 to nothing over Austin P at Bryant Denny Stadium. I think that was homecoming. Mm. Uh, number 15, Kansas State 48, West Virginia 31. Number 18, Notre Dame 44 to nothing over Boston College. And let's see, number 19, Florida State, 49 to 17 over the University of Louisiana, not to be confused with LSU. Uh, number 20, University of Central Florida lost to Navy. Go Navy. Go uh, Navy. Yeah, <laughs> 17 to 14. My my co-blogger Smitty's and uh graduated from Annapolis. So did my and, husband. It's kind of him. So I but there's only one game that counts according to him. <laughs> and I think I know what that one is. Uh but uh the we'll talk number, about it next week. Yeah, next week. <laughs> oh, yeah. Lord. But number twenty-three, Oregon State. 31 to 7 over Arizona State, and there will be other games involving the top 25 later uh, this evening. So there's your college football scoreboard, and now we're ready to talk about truly important stuff. You mean like cleaning house of Twitter? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Boy, you know, I'm, I was going to blog about this today. And I, I guess I'll just round it up tomorrow. Okay. Well, anyway, Musk has announced uh, in the middle of the land. That would be Elon Musk. Yes, he has announced Twitter 2.0. Yeah. Um, and he's taking the company back into startup mode. Um, mm -hmm. At midnight Pacific time, begin, beginning on Wednesday morning, um, the remaining employees got emails uh, <laughs> saying uh, that, uh, expect long hours and and high performance standards. And if you're not willing to sign up for this by close of business on Thursday, uh, here you'll get three months severance, which uh, is and, generous, especially at their salaries. Yeah, but it's a month past what he's required to give them by both California and yes. uh, federal law for a no notice let go. Mm -hmm. uh, the uh, because you can't quite say this is uh, firing for cause. Um, any, but any, anyway, uh, basically, most of the remainders, uh, remaining people in the company didn't click yes, and so they're gone. Uh, and uh, they got locked out uh, of uh, the building and systems. And, you know, a few people are saying, oh, Twitter's going to die in 24 hours. And no, that ain't the way it works. A few dedicated... Hardcore engineers will, every time, that's the way to bet on getting a good product compared to a company full of nine-to-fivers. Oh, yeah. Um, and if you don't quite get the difference between the two, think about the Macintosh computer ecosystem versus Windows 95. <laughs> well, let's not. Or let's think about or let's think let's think about the SpaceX Falcon 9 compared to the, well, they finally got it off the ground. Senate launch system. I have a space launch system. Um, 
I've been on those kinds of engineering teams. As a matter of fact, I've had the privilege of leading one of them. And it's exhilarating and it is absolutely draining. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad that I'm not doing that kind of engineering work now that I'm 75 years old. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I still find myself putting in overtime hours to make sure that something is not just okay and right, but the best it can be. Mm -hmm. So Twitter uh, is noticeably better since Musk bought it. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do uh, with, uh, you know, what he's changing it into. Meanwhile, he's got a few more minutes left to run on the poll he's running. Uh, so uh -huh. 39 minutes left on the poll of whether to reinstate uh, Trump or not. And uh, right Trump now. Trump is barely winning. Well, I don't know. Is 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 uh, it's, it's you know fifty one point eight forty eight There's almost fifteen million votes that have come in, and I think I, I think Democrats are trying to steal this poll. Oh, hashtag <laughs> hashtag stop the steal. Well, could be, but we're, we're going to have an insurrection. Well, it started out about <laughs> it started sixty forty roughly in favor of Trump. And mm -hmm. it kind of asymptotically come down to forty-two to uh, 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 fifty-two to forty-eight, mm -hmm. and it, it's it's been hanging there uh, for several hours. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, yeah. Well, John, check your uh, Twitter mentions because somebody just <laughs> yes. tweeted out, "Hey, Elon, need a good engineer." John, John is available. He's been busy lately designing space robots for it's NASA. For NASA. So, uh, so I don't know. I, I think you could you'd get along fine with the. Well, it may, may you get along fine with me, and that's not easy. Well, uh, I'll tell Stacey, you what. we like. Wait, you. did my wife just say amen? <laughs> yes, oh. I think she did. Anyway, the. Um, the, the interesting thing about space robots is uh, when uh, space US, U.S. Space Force, the, the DOD, uh, you know, extra uh, uh, branch branch that got uh, just created, uh, was looking for companies, uh, looking for people to uh, 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 do robotics work uh, for refueling satellites and that sort of stuff. Um, and uh, they, the two companies they put the RFPs, serious RFPs out to were Northrop Grumman because they do it already. Yeah. Uh, and uh, SpaceX because they think they can. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, we didn't get one. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. so, hey, that was you might remind Elon that he needs somebody to run Twitter's uh, charitable arm because it sucks. There you go. <laughs> That's true. There you but go. Anyway, well, once we anyway, get once we get once we get John in the door. No, I, actually, I don't. I'll be in. Once he gets on the engineering team, I'll come in as the safety uh, guy. Well, in no. Charge well, of, first of all, I'm not interested in moving to. I will not move to California. No, I'm not, in, I'm me not interested. In, I'm not interested in going to Austin, and I doubt he he'll move it to Nashville, which is where I, I might be willing to go. But uh, actually, Huntsville would be a really good place because then he could also recruit for SpaceX. But anyway, uh, there's a he he posted a uh, you know he 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 said okay we're going to have a, a a software review and he posted 
Uh, I know this, uh, you know, picture of, of, of whiteboard and, and guys gathered around uh, uh, for the thing. And it's interesting. One of the things people have been harping on is the fact that the picture of all these engineers, you know, where, you know, it looks like it's all guys. Actually, I can see a couple of uh, uh, women, I think, in the background. But, you know, <laughs> what do you think is going to what kind of person, first of all, is going to become an engineer, someone who's interested in things, and that tends to be a guy rather than a girl. And second, women men are more tinker, in- women do crafts. Yeah, well, well, not only that, but women are more into interpersonal relationships, and the, that's the reason why you uh, find uh, women naturally going into things like the health professions as opposed yeah. to engineering. Um, and uh, so, and also. If you think about the age of the kind of person that's going to be involved here, a um, lot of the really good, creative, talented women uh, are at, at, at the age of the people you need here are taking a break from their career and being moms. Mm-hmm. So that also reduces, uh, you know, the, the, the head count among women. But I, it was interesting to see what's going on there and how, uh, you know, building a good team is going to, uh, is, 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 you can already see the good results coming in just the way Twitter is, is operating so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be interesting. On the other hand, you have places that are bureaucratic and <laughs> wind up uh, not doing quite so well in, in terms of delivering results. For example, the federal prosecutors who spent almost a year going after Rudy Giuliani uh, kind of blew it. Uh, the head, they were gonna. yeah. The headline this week was DOJ to Rudy Giuliani. Whoops! Uh, the federal <sighs> prosecutors declined to file charges against Rudy Duh. Giuliani following FBI raid. Now, uh, <laughs> his apartment and office were raided by the FBI, and yeah. I believe this was April of last year. Uh huh. Yeah, and uh, and at the time I was like, "What is this about? What is it? What are they trying to investigate here?" Yeah, well, not only is he the former mayor of New York, he's a former uh, uh, federal, federal prosecutor, prosecutor for the Southern who District. Who broke of the New mob? York. <laughs> right. This, is, anyways, and, and federal prosecutors were had been trying to decide whether Giuliani one of Trump's lawyers and a close advisor, violated lobbying laws when he campaigned for the ouster of then U.S. Ambassador Marie Yavankovich. No, that's wrong. Yavankovich from Ukraine. In other words, our ambassador to Ukraine. He thought she was incompetent and he wasn't impressed. I was trying to get Trump impeached, as I recall. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, basically, uh, she, she was someone very much tied in with the Chalupas and the Vinmans. Mm-hmm. The what? Yeah. The Chalupas? The, the Chalupas. And the Chalupas and the Vinmans. Yeah. Uh, that yes. crowd. Yeah. And and anyway, and so it was a ginned up nothing burger of an excuse to raid him. And what they were mm-hmm. t- trying to do, I argue, uh, was it was all about getting him to shut up, uh, to prevent him from mm-hmm. defending Trump, to smear him mm-hmm. uh, uh, during uh, while uh, the persecution of Trump supporters and Nancy Pelosi's J6 witch hunt 
continued through election day, right? Okay, mm -hmm. this was about shaping the battle space for the midterm elections. And so once the election was over, whoops, we got nothing. Uh, and uh, they, they pretty much admitted it. Uh, mm -hmm. But this was not the last shoe to drop. Oh, heck uh, no. Because uh, the, the House, uh, House of Representatives, now coming under Republican control, mm -hmm. And uh, uh, during a hearing this week, um, Christopher Wray, the director uh -huh. of the FBI, was asked about a story that said the FBI had at least eight informants, eight informants inside the Proud Boys and yeah. a dozen more who were part of the J6 riot crowd. So it's hard to avoid the suspicion that these uh, federal assets acted the role of agents provocateurs inciting the insurrection at the Capitol. But uh, Representative Clay Higgins actually asked uh, uh, Director Ray about this, and and uh, uh, Ray kind of kind of like uh, uh, it's like, gosh, why are you so defensive there? Uh, but his answer was very uh, interesting. Uh, but he, uh, yeah, logic chopping. Yeah, yeah. Well, the question was: Did the FBI have confidential human sources on January sixth? The answer did. was this: the suggestion that the FBI's confidential human sources or FBI employees in some way instigated or orchestrated January sixth that's did. categorically false. Wait a minute. That's not responsive. That's not, yes, that's not, that's the, not question. the question. Yes. And Higgins replied, it should be a no. By the way, Higgins is like a, 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 a populist hero in his native Louisiana. He, mm -hmm. was, he, he was sort of the dirty Harry of the uh, <laughs> law enforcement community down there. And he was, he, it was alleged that he used excessive force against uh, some suspects on uh, a few occasions. And I, I, I'm just passing this. Well, maybe one. they weren't collecting for the Red Cross. <laughs> right, well, right. Well, well or at well, least not, not, not with, uh, not with uh, IV uh, 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 drainage. <laughs> but speaking of, um, uh, speaking of uh, uh, Diana's uh, uh, former hometown, uh, 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 the San Francisco uh, inspector, uh, mm -hmm. police inspector uh, that we all know and love, uh, Inspector Harry Callahan. Well, I'm all broken up about that man's rights. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so so we're in for some fun. There's going to be a lot of fun now that uh, uh, Republicans have the investigative power of the House of Representatives. Yes, and a man's got to know his own limitations. <laughs> uh, but uh, the, speaking of other uh, events of the week in terms of uh, well, reporting about uh, federal investigations, um, the Washington Post reports that the F well, let me just read what they said uh, uh, about the FBI. Uh, the review uh, has not found any apparent business advantage to the types of uh, advantage to the types of information in Trump's possession. These people said the FBI interviews with witnesses 
so far, they said, also do not point to any nefarious effort by Trump to leverage, sell, or use government secrets. Instead, the former president seemed motivated more by the basic desire not to give up what he believed was his property. Okay. People familiar with the matter uh, caution that the investigation is continuing, yada, yada, yada. But it's interesting how, gee, that broke right after the midterms. Yeah. It, 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 that leak to WAPO happened just right after the midterms. Coinky dinky. Yeah. Just yeah. There, there's just so many coincidences piling up. On the other hand, Orange Man is still bad. Yes, yes, yes. The uh, uh, currently at the top of the blog at theothermccain.com. Orange man still bad. Anti-Trump witch hunt must continue, says Garland. And uh, I lead this off uh, with uh, something that's uh, right up Diana's alley. There, she's sort of an uh, uh, an amateur expert on. Uh, uh, Cold War Sovietology. Uh, show me the man and I'll show you the crime, said Stalin's notorious secret police chief, Lavrenti Baria, summarizing the method by which totalitarianism destroys its chosen enemies. Specious accusations of Trotskyism were enough to justify arrest and prosecution, and as Berea said, the NKVD could always discover, or rather invent, crimes used to justify the summary execution of whatever enemy of the people had aroused Stalin's paranoid fears. Likewise, with Merrick Garland in charge of the Department of Justice, the more or less permanent investigation of former Donald, President Donald Trump, who is, in the minds of Democrats, what Trotsky was in Stalin's mind, must continue until the threat is completely destroyed. And now to the news. Attorney General Merrick Garland on Friday announced plans to name a special counsel to oversee two criminal investigations into former President Donald Trump. The special counsel, Jack Smith, will take over investigations surrounding the extent of Trump's involvement in the events of leading to the January 6th Capitol riot and his alleged mishandling of sensitive government documents. Smith is a longtime Justice Department prosecutor, blah, 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 well, let me tell you something about Jack Smith, okay? Jack Smith was in charge of the Department of Justice's public integrity section uh, during the administration of a certain Barack Obama. He prosecuted former Virginia Governor Bob McDonald, who at that time was seen as a potential Republican presidential contender. The Supreme Court unanimously, I repeat, unanimously reversed the conviction. And the, so, in other words, and, what... Uh, wait, let me point out that uh, unanimously reversing conviction includes uh, the former Obama solicitor general and a former federal prosecutor uh, uh, appointed by uh, Obama as well. 
Yeah. Yeah. And, and so Jack Smith is a hitman, a political hitman who has been uh, sent to uh, uh, finish up the job that they have started on the uh, thing. And, and uh, I, I uh, undertook a fisking of this article uh, that I won't read the whole thing. But the, the whole point is, is that uh, this investigation must go on forever like the song that never ends. It goes on and on, my friends. Some people started singing it, not knowing what it was. And they'll continue singing it forever, just because. Well, anyways, hey, Diana? Have we lost Diana? Well, she's still lit up on the board here. I'm not hearing her. Hello? I I, I don't know. She must be dealing with the cat or something. Uh, or not, but she, she is, uh, it says I'm... that she's connected with us. Ah, well, okay. Well, I'm not hearing says, anything says, from her. Uh, oh, hold it. For some reason, it's showing her muted, though. Let oh. Me, uh, let me... Why is she muted? Uh, she muted it on her end? Uh, looks like it. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, well. Diana, are you there? Okay. Well, yeah, because usually this is where uh, she would be laughing a lot. Uh, trying to make a few uh, jokes no, it says it says, she's, it says the call dropped, so we'll have to get her to come back. Okay. All right. All right. Well, uh, you want to pick up the phone there and yeah. call her, and I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll continue blathering for a little bit longer. Okay. You do that, and... Uh... But, but you see, this is about uh, achieving a political end, okay? In other words, that they have identified this political in enemy, and they've accused him of everything. Go back and remember where this started. Uh, with the Russian collusion smear that Team Hillary launched against Trump and Crossfire Hurricane as the insurance policy, as FBI agent Peter Strzok called it. From that point onward, Democrats seized on the idea that Trump must be guilty of some malfeasance and therefore investigation was the method by which Trump would be destroyed in a Watergate-style scandal. This led to not one, but two impeachments of Trump, um, including the ridiculous Vindman Ukraine nonsense, uh, which, I mean, that was, I mean, do you remember how the never-Trumpers were posturing over that Vindman guy, you know, about he was, you know, because we had spent all that time with the uh, special uh, prosecutor, what, Mueller, the Mueller report. And, and, you know, on MSNBC night after night, it was like, it was like uh, uh, the walls are closing in on Trump. And that, that, that this Mueller report was going to finally take him out. And then it didn't happen. And so what happened after that? The Ukraine nonsense. And, uh, and so this, um, and so, uh, and so, so it's like, uh, as I said, making the Soviet comparison, uh, 
there he has become their Emmanuel uh, Goldstein. And, you know, if you remember uh, 1984, uh, and the two-minute hate has been extended to six years because Democrats couldn't simply let it go once Biden was installed in the White House or once the midterms had passed. It just has to go on forever. Well, what's the deal there, John, with our friend Diana? She should be Am I here? There you are. Yeah, you yeah know, we lost you. Sometimes, sometimes uh, we communicate in spite of all this technology. Yeah, and but I'm we, beginning to think so. Man, that ahead. was weird. <laughs> well, okay. Well, it's the time uh, as we were talking about the uh, uh, Soviet uh, era. However, yeah. we we are uh, advocates of shameless capitalism. And yes, you're right. We're at the bottom of the. Earth. Yay. <laughs> Which means it's time for me to talk about the yellow button. Uh, folks, if you will go to my blog, theothermccain.com, uh, you will notice near the top of the uh, center column a yellow button with the word donate on it. If you will click that yellow button, it will take you to my PayPal account um, where you can contribute dollars, shekels, pesos, euros, yen, whatever currency you have, except Russian rubles, um, uh, to support uh, the blog, to support the podcast, and, of course, to make my wife happy uh, because she likes it when I make money off of this gig and keeping my wife happy is job number one. Meanwhile, over at my good friend John Hoag's blog, hoagwash.com. Ah, uh, yes. Well, there is in the sidebar of the uh, any page you should be on uh, a uh, icon of a tip jar right there at the top of the sidebar on the right. Click on it. Be taken away to my PayPal account where you can help support Hoagwash or this podcast or both. Or you can click on down uh, and shop using one of the Amazon links that you find on the blog. Uh, there's one right there in the sidebar. There's a general link. Or you can click on the uh, Hogwash store link. If you click shop at the Hogwash store, obviously I get a cut of that action. But if you use Amazon links that you find at various blogger sites, the blogger actually gets a small cut of the action. In that case, it's something nice that Amazon does to their affiliate program, which both the other McCain and Hogwash participate in. Uh, regardless of how you choose to support us, please remember the five most important words in the English language. Hit the freaking tip jar. Indeed. And we are so pleased when you do it. Um, meanwhile, some things are going well in the world. And one of the uh, things that I view as a very positive change in circumstances is the change in leadership that is coming to the House of Representatives. Yay. Yes, yes, yes. Um, earlier this week, as a matter of fact, I'm going to have to check my calendar here. It was on Tuesday, a week after the election, that Decision Desk HQ declared that Republicans have won a majority in the U.S. House of Representatives with at least 218 seats. I think the uh, final number is going to be 221 to 214. So Yay. 
<laughs> so uh, the headline on my blog was, our long national nightmare is over. Republicans win House majority. Um, Nancy Pelosi has been dethroned. Yay. Uh, the seat that pushed Republicans over the finish line was in California's third district, won by Kevin Kiley. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we will talk about some other races uh, later. Uh, so, but but the main thing, the main result of this, and and uh, is that um, Nancy Pelosi's J six witch hunt committee yes. is now finished, done, over, kaput. She did a heck of a job, job. In managing the decline of the Democrats. <laughs> she her, she had she had the opportunity to try to constrain the overreach of the progressives and she let them run wild. Uh, uh, she and, encouraged them. Yeah. Yes. And, yeah. And, 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 you know, just the difference in leadership style between her and uh, what you, you, what I'm used to growing up with Democrats like Sam Rayburn mm. or, 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 yes. Or I, I, I mentioned Sam Rayburn in my other post Heck of a job, Nancy Pelosi. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Uh, but yes, once um, it became clear that the GOP had won a majority, Nancy Pelosi announced that she was resigning uh, from the Democratic leadership. Um, I think that if Democrats had somehow held on to the majority, she wouldn't have turned loose of the Speaker's gavel. But you've got to understand. In the House, unlike the Senate, the Senate has the filibuster, which grants some power uh, to the minority. The minority in the House has nothing. Okay, I mean mm-hmm. they get bupkis. Okay, it's mm-hmm. it's uh, 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 you know being in the minority in the House is is uh, very mm. you're, you're very insignificant. I'll just put it to yes. you that way because uh, the bosses uh, who run the place. Uh, uh, and by can't the way, ig- huh? What? They can ignore you firmly. Do you um, remember what last time she was in the minority, uh, somebody was speaking and she didn't like what they say and she charged across the floor, shaking her, her little finger and yelling at him? <laughs> I don't even remember exactly what it was, but it made her look like such a fool. You know, and 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 uh, I chronicled the history here in a in a single history. blog post. Uh, I chronicled the history of the decline of the Democratic Party and the leadership. Uh, and I take you all the way back, actually a little farther than this, but uh, Tom Foley. And now mm-hmm. you talk about a trip down memory lane, Tom <laughs> Foley. Uh, was a Democrat from Washington State mm-hmm. uh, who became the speaker uh, because his predecessor, uh, Jim Wright of Texas. Do you remember mm-hmm. Jim Wright? Oh, you're Vaguely. old. You're old if you remember Jim I just Jim told Wright. you that. I yes, I am Sam, old. Yeah, okay. Sam Rayburn. Okay, okay. okay. We're I mean, at this rate, the, it's going to be the three of us uh, uh, doing weird things with our dentures. Okay, well, anyways, uh, Tom Foley uh, uh, 
got the job because Jim Wright resigned amid an ethics scandal. And you know who pushed that ethics scandal? A little guy named Newt Gingrich, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so they sort of put a mark against Gingrich that day, and they, they got the payback. But anyways, um, mm-hmm. uh, when Tom Foley uh, was first elected um, uh, it, to Congress, well, but anyways, um, before the 1994 midterms, Washington State's House delegation was eight Democrats and one Republican. Mm-hmm. Republican. After 1994, it was seven Republicans and two Democrats. Do you see how that flipped? Yep. Now, Tom Foley lost his election. He was the Speaker of the House and lost the election. He was replaced as leader <laughs> of the Democratic Caucus by Dick Gephardt. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, and Dick Gephardt had as his whip a guy named David Bonnier. God, I hated that <laughs> son of a bitch. I remember watching uh, uh, C-SPAN back in the day uh, before there was really Fox News to watch, and and I remember David Bonnier and what an arrogant sob. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyways, um, Bonnier was the whip. Uh, and then he got redistricted, and uh, mm-hmm. he got redistricted, so he decided that what he would do is run for governor of uh-huh. Michigan, and he lost the Democratic primary by 20 points to Jennifer Granholm. <laughs> uh, and, 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 so, and so I explained, I'm continuing the, talking about the decline of the Democratic Party when Bonnier was first elected to Congress in 1976. Michigan had 19 House seats, 11 Democrats and 8 Republicans. When Bonnier left office, Michigan had 15 House seats, 9 Republicans and 6 Democrats. Do you see the trend here? Well, when Nancy Pelosi, okay, uh, Nancy Pelosi was first elected to Congress in 1986. There were 215, uh, 258, 258 Democrats and 177 Republicans. There weren't even 200 Republicans in the House of Representatives. Mm-hmm. Now it looks like there's going to be 221 Republicans and 214 Democrats. So, heck of a job, Nancy. Yeah, well, on the other hand, <laughs> uh, uh, on the other hand, we, we've got some interesting people still sticking around. Yes, yes, or yes. trying to. Well, <laughs> no, no, no. Lauren Boebert has been reelected by a margin of barely five hundred votes. I think it was five hundred fifty-one votes the last time I looked. Uh, Lauren Boebert um, has defeated her challenger, Adam Frisch. Well, I wonder yeah. if he's any kin to Deb Frisch. But anyways, it's Colorado. As far as all. I could see, as far as I could tell, and I did look, um, if there is a relationship, a family relationship, it's distant. Oh, okay. Well, anyways, uh, uh, Adam Frisch has conceded. Uh, he was more or less forced to, because mm-hmm. you see, the reason Democrats poured millions of dollars into the the um, third district of Colorado, 
to defeat mm-hmm. Lauren Boebert is because Lauren Boebert is an election denier, right? <laughs> okay, yeah, she's right. one of the people that doesn't think the 2020 election was on the up and up. And, oh, you're a threat to democracy if you're an election denier. Well, Adam Frisch lost to her by about 500 votes, but he can't uh, he can't claim that he was cheated because how would that look? See, <laughs> well, yeah, but see, lots of uh, Democrats are in lots of interesting positions because of uh, what they uh, did or what they said, and then the things wind up having to uh, be uh, uh, you know uh, dealt with as as reality comes by. For example, uh, the Pennsylvania House of Representatives voted this past week to <laughs> impeach the district attorney of Philadelphia, yep. uh, Larry uh, Krasner. Uh, now, he's a Democrat, mm-hmm. and he's claiming that he's being impeached because of racism. He's white, you know. <laughs> 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 One of my great lines of all time. It <laughs> was Kimberly trial. I yeah. simply, I simply have to say that every once in a while, just because I, as a tribute to you, it's just so perfect. <laughs> You're white, you know. Uh, that was when that was when uh, Stacy was being accused of racism before a black judge and a jury that had uh, a couple of black members, including the foreman. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, as he was being accused of racism, he responded uh, to uh, the person uh, who is positively Brad 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 Yes, yes, uh, 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 you're white. You yeah, white. You're you know. white. You know. On the other hand, but you see, Stacy, <laughs> did you, they smile at that joke? I, I, I think there was a lot of choking and coughing. Well, actually, I, well, no, actually, I, from my point of view, sitting back at the defense table. The judge <laughs> cracked a wonderful smile. The chairman of the jury was rolling his eyes, and uh, Aaron Walker and I were doing everything we could to keep from breaking out laughing out loud. Well, well, the thing is, and, and, and this is one of the things, and 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 as you you mentioned it, you spelled it racism. Mm-hmm. Racism is All spelled five. with five. Mm-hmm. A's, from, uh, yep. uh, and that's the McCain rule. And the thing is, that these bogus accusations, it's always involves white people pointing the finger at other white people, trying to mm-hmm. score some kind of points, I guess. Well, uh, on, the other, on the other hand, you know, you made the comment, you're white, you know, based on actual evidence that people could see, whereas uh, Sonny... Sonny Hostin... Uh, uh, I was on uh, the the television this week <sighs> citing with no evidence that the idea that the GOP wanted to raise the voting age to 28. And it's like, uh, what? what? <laughs> and, you know, clearly, now, she's a lawyer. <laughs> she's not read the the Constitution, has she? Well, like she's well, she's like she, apparently she's a constitution denier. But I mean, evidently, you know, does she really think the Republicans could, could get thirty-eight states to repeal the twenty-sixth amendment, mm-hmm. or that you get 30, 20, thirty-eight states 
to amend Article 1, Section 2, which sets mm -hmm. the minimum age for a member of the House at 25? This I mean, was almost certainly some, some piece of Democrat propaganda that oh, bounced yeah. in on Twitter or something like that. And one of the things, and, and by the way, there's stuff like this on the right. Okay. Oh yeah. And oh yeah. That I I have learned to just you know tune out so much. You know, uh, is that if you if you stick your head into that bucket, okay. <laughs> you know, I I mean because really it's it's very hard for me as someone who my day job, by the way, uh, is connected to politics. But uh, mm -hmm. uh, but as someone who you know. It, is paid to pay attention to politics. I do the bare minimum because mm -hmm. it'll drive you crazy. I mean, mm -hmm. I mean, you know, I, I, I work with some people who may, you know, uh, you know, who might be a little over even farther to the fringe than me. Okay. <laughs> so, and that's saying something. On you know? the other hand, Stacy, at least, you know, how to balance your checkbook. <laughs> oh Yeah. <laughs> Well, yes, uh, uh, Sam Bankman-Fried had a degree from MIT. The crypto swindler scammed billions and donated millions to Democrats. And, and I, uh, I, I uh, posted a screen cap of a, of a tweet uh, from Elon Musk here. Uh. Uh, about Sam Bankman-Fried, and I'm not going to share that with you. Uh, but basically, this is the guy who blew up the crypto market. Uh, and it was a Ponzi scheme hiding in plain sight. Yeah, yeah, and the thing is, is that he didn't get caught until someone who he was trying to bring on board uh, to provide additional financing actually did due diligence on and then uh, the books. suddenly yes but diana this is uh, something where you have some particular expertise why don't you why don't you oh, uh, run with it okay let me let me okay let me just give you <clears throat> i do apologize for my habit of um parenthetical uh comments that turn into paragraphs but does anyone perform due diligence? FTX and Alameda research investors reply, what? Me worry? In case anyone at all has managed to miss it, um, has missed it, another cryptocurrency scandal is upon us, flying in close formation with effective altruism, which is neither... And I'm not entirely sure how one manages to cram quite so many lies into two words. Nonprofit world, you have got to stop enabling virtue signaling grifts. People with degrees in physics and mathematics and deliberately bizarre social presentation. If none of this strikes you as odd, off, or purest lunacy, you may be spending too much time on social media. I'm going to skip a lot of this stuff, except, the, except to point out that cryptocurrency makes no sense. Um, I have actually done um, a couple of free courses on the basics of block, blockchain, and I'm here to tell you that it's a hallucination. Okay, all money is a shared hallucination. I'm aware of that. 
Um, it's an agreement that we have all made to, uh, to say that we are placing a certain value on certain tokens to represent our labor and our goods and labor and trade them for other people's goods and labor. I'm good with that. I understand that. Um, I even have a little bit of a grasp of Euro dollars and petrodollars, although those have uh, kind of done the Homer Simpson fade into the, into the uh, shrubbery in the last few decades. But honestly, guys, how do you take bl the blockchain concept and convert it to hard currency? Because I don't see it. Anyway, um, but uh, effective altruism is what I referred is a Robin Hood scam. And those, by the way, show up in nonprofit world all the time. You can uh, buy things and create a benefit. And sometimes it's, it's okay. Sometimes it's an honest thing where uh, the companies give a discount or give a, a kick, uh, not a kickback, that's a bad word, um, make a donation of a percentage of what you gave, of what your purchase price was to a charity. It's nice when they can do it, but it's, I don't really trust it and I'm never comfortable. And the people who are advocating this are not good people. And what they really mean is this. They propose to be very generous with other people's money. If you're investing in a firm or with someone who preaches this concept, you might provide more actual benefit by opening your car window and throwing weighted bags of money, of cash, while shouting, largesse, largesse, following the uh, this year's Christmas parade. Yeah, I um, mean, it's... Honestly. Yeah, I mean, and, and, and the idea, though, that uh, the, the key thing I think you hit on there is being willing to be generous with other people's money. <laughs> I really, really don't like that. Yeah. Look, before you do any, okay, um, I'm not a financial expert or an investment expert. I know people who are. I'm happy to introduce you. But... If you are doing anything with a charity, and effective altruism is not to be trusted, um, if you're doing anything with a charity, if you're getting behind it, throwing your reputation, your energy, your money at it, talk to me first. I will help you. Um, I'll charge you, but I at least am up front. I'm going to charge you to tell you what, everything I can find out about this charity. For God's sake, don't just throw money randomly out the window. Just spare me. <laughs> yep. Well, on the other hand, <coughs> though, there were some other signs that shouldn't even require a significant <sighs> level of due diligence. I mean, a CEO <laughs> who was, who's LARPing. Uh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. By the way, folks, the, this, the, the deeper you dig into the FTX oh, scandal, the crazier it gets, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, it's a giant pile of crazy. And I focused in on something I spent. Uh, by the way, I worked on this for two and a half days. Uh, this was something, <laughs> this blog post about Carolyn Ellison, who was the CEO of Alameda Research. Now, let me explain Alameda. that <laughs> in 2017, after quitting his job as a at a Wall Street firm, Sam Bankman-Fried, known as FB, 
SBF, uh, started a company called Alameda Research. And, and basically, he, he had figured out a way to uh, close the gap between the cost of um, uh, the cost of uh, uh, cryptocurrency. There was a, a gap between the uh, mm. price of cryptocurrency in Asian markets and the U.S. Mm -hmm. market. And so by closing that gap, uh, uh, he made a butt ton of money and got a $50 million investment uh, uh, from a, uh, uh, I guess you'd call him an angel investor. But anyways, and so, so all of that uh, is explaining how his ex-girlfriend, or I don't know if they're ex or not, but Carolyn Ellison uh, became CEO of Alameda Research after um, Sam Bankman-Fried launched his crypto exchange, uh, which was, I believe, the second largest crypto exchange called FTX. So who, he asked, is Carolyn Ellison? So I started digging and digging and digging. And among other things, when, oh, uh, during a crucial meeting in, in this tale, she was dressed as, quote, unquote, a sultry wood nymph who was on her way to a live-action role-play LARP party. And I, I, I saw that and I said, she was dressed as a sultry wood nymph. This is the CEO. This of, child of is not capable of sultry. I am very sorry, but she isn't. Yeah, well, I, I, look, I don't want to get into any uh, uh, lookism, as they call mm, it. Okay, uh, whatever. I do. I do, and there's nothing credible about her presentation as being no. the person in charge of a, uh, an organization like that kind of investment firm. Certainly right. not. And, <laughs> and, but the bigger, the, as I said in here, uh, there were more red flags uh, mm. around this thing than a May Day parade in Beijing. But you the one right. thing, the one thing, that that someone should have noticed is that she had a Tumblr blog. <laughs> now, several people have gone into uh, uh, Carolyn Ellison's uh, Tumblr blog and tried to pick out little details and accuse her, you know, scandalize her. But I said this, as crazy as Twitter can be, at least there are verifiably sane people who use Twitter, which cannot be said for Tumblr, the Internet's quasi-official lunatic <laughs> asylum. And when you read what Ellison was posting there, you find that she was, for example, a fan of the Bachelor series. Wow. Oh. <laughs> Do you really want someone like that running a multi-billion dollar trading company? No, you don't. Her Tumblr blog reveals... Carolyn Ellison to be a fundamentally silly person obsessed with trivial nonsense. And some of my regular readers may be saying, wait a minute, Stacy, aren't you kind of fundamentally silly yourself? Yes, of course, but I am a mere journalist. I'm not <laughs> running a gigantic financial company, and thank God for that, because I'd probably botch it at least as badly as Carolyn Ellison has botched it. However, 
I'd botch it in a more traditional way. A scandal involving strippers, cocaines, Lamborghinis, etc. Not wasting my time blabbing about The Bachelor on a Tumblr blog. <laughs> so, anyways, this, this one scandal, right, with this one company trading crypto may turn out to be the trigger. It may be like the stock market crash of 27, uh, 29. It may, this may break the economy. Uh, way to go, Gen Xers. I mean, Gen Z, whatever, millennials. I think uh, they're millennials, hon. Yeah, uh, uh, definitely not. Uh, These people are crazy. Well, but crazy Imperial people Chinese harem polyar amory. No, no, dear. No, 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 no. Oh, no, girl, no, what God. are you thinking? Oh, my well, crazy God. people are dangerous, and we've got uh, we've got the, crazy people. We've got crazy people doing all sorts of things, and there, you have a post. Normally, the crazy person who's dangerous in your post that uh, uh, that we pick up on is, is it, a criminal it, is suspect a, is, with mental issues. But, yes. but this this criminal suspect, this post about, I don't know that he has any mental issues per se. But the crazy the headline writer does. The head, there's a headline writer at the Washington Post <sighs> whose craziness is dangerous to the public because it disguises what threats uh, or face people. Uh, what he's talking about, ladies and gentlemen, if you go to my blog, theothermckay.com, mm -hmm. is a post this week with the headline, Further Proof. The Washington Post copy desk is staffed by incompetent idiots. Uh, and it's a headline. Now, there was a shooting uh, this week on the University of Virginia uh, campus uh, that killed three people and oh. I believe wounded two others. And uh, one's and, still in critical condition. Yes, it was a very terrible thing. So the Washington Post, the, the next day, wrote a story with the headline, Suspected UVA Gunman Had Troubled Childhood But Then Flourished. <laughs> and, and it's like, what, what, what? And, uh, and I, I got reading this thing, and the, they lead now. They changed, they, they rewrote it, changed the headline well, thank uh, God to get it right. But it's, like, but it's like, what kind of idiot? Okay, what kind? How does a newspaper employ an editor who would click the publish button on something like that? A gunman has killed three people at a university. Quick, somebody write an upbeat human interest feature on the killer, right? Uh, okay, hey, who thinks like this, right? And, and crazy people who are dangerous to the public. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, they're they're they, yeah, you know, they want to make the killer into a victim. And I'm like, hello, hello. He killed, among other people that he killed, was Lavelle Davis Jr., a six foot seven wide receiver who caught 20 passes for 515 yards and five touchdowns his freshman uh, oh. season. But and so they're wanting to tell us this story about how how the killer Jones. Uh, turned his life around and everything like that, and and my, you know, and and you know my dark my habit of dark sarcasm uh, came to me, and I said, and I wonder if this high school yearbook entry mentions that classmates voted Jones 
most likely to murder three people in cold blood. Well, I don't know whether that's true or not, but I can see here on the screen that Elon Musk's uh, uh, poll has closed, and it's 51.8% for reinstating Trump, and there's Yay. over 15 million votes. All right, then. Well, wow. folks, I hear the boogie-woogie in the background, which means uh, we're coming to the end of the other podcast, so uh, we will see you next Will you? Will we yeah. see next Saturday? Sure. You 7 will. 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, as usual, thank you for joining us, Diana. Anytime. I hope you enjoyed the blog post. <laughs> and we'll see you next week, folks. Good night, Stacey. Good night, Diana. Good, Good night. night. Mr. Breeze.